Welcome to Hearts of Fire, the podcast for the team at BioBridge Global. We're working every day to save and enhance lives through the healing power of human cells and tissue. I am Emmanuel Casasola, <laughs> guest host for today, and welcome to our special Veterans Day episode, uh, and we're here with our very own Neil Hauser. How are you doing, Neil? I'm doing well. Thank All you. Right. Good. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Um, you know, we do these things so that people get to know, you know, our employees, and I, you know, first question is really simple. Who are you, and what do you do for the organization? Well, I'm a data analyst, and I do all things data, and our latest endeavor is data visualizations. We do a lot of analytical, we do a lot of pulling data from various different systems and joining data up to do serve different functions for the FDA, the quality control department, and a variety of different people that just need Oops and gobs yeah. of data. We produce a lot of data here, don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> and We've so, got over like 600 different reports and about 45 different uh, visualizations out there already in production. Wow. So, wow. so that, that takes a lot of uh, you know brain power, manpower, and machine power, right? It takes a lot of, it's a team effort, and it, it takes a lot of good thinking. Sometimes you have to think outside the box to solve it because not every solution comes with every piece of software that was bought and paid for. So how long have you been with uh, BBG? I've been here almost eight years. Eight years, wow. January. I bet you've seen a lot of evolution and changes. I've seen a lot of changes. We, we've we mostly migrated from a regular PC into virtual machines. We, we see a lot of high-end technology. We've got a lot of high-end software that we use within the company. And so it's a pleasure to work with the quality tools and, yeah and given the nature of our business it's important to get quality data out fast yeah it's not just having data it's having the right data and at the right time right that's, that's correct yeah no that's cool so you know this being our veterans day episode i, I kind of want to touch a little bit on your military background so you were in the air force right yes sir i was uh 20 years in the air force wow. uh, served about three different major jobs uh one of them was a what they call a BB stacker or an ammo troop. And then I got into uh, helicopter flight engineering. And then I went back into munitions as a munitions inspector and then served over in the Gulf War. And then when I came back from the Gulf War, I served as a Air Force recruiter wow. in all of Northeast Texas is the way I recruited. And then my final year and a half, I served as a nurse recruiter, mostly serving out of Austin and had offices in San Antonio. but. Most of the time I spent in the government vehicle driving. Did you have a special, like a favorite job that you had while in the Air Force? Well, I, I worked on this very special project uh, that we made uh, an amphitheater with real live aircraft. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and put them up on pedestals with lighting and and stuff. It was one of the first of its kind to, to be able to do that. We, they've always had static displays, but mm -hmm. we put them up on... 30 foot pedestals and wow. you know people could go up and look and see and touch and everything else where was that it was at uh england air force base which has now uh, been turned into a civil airport but it was in alexandria louisiana wow that is really cool so it's, it's pretty neat i've got the whole book of step-by-step -step pictures <laughs> that we took <laughs> as we went along but, but it was all all the famous flying tiger aircraft oh that, the that's p40 super neat. to the yeah. a10 to the f105 so an A7, and so every every build had a story 
inside of a store. Yeah, I remember being a kid and going to like air shows and stuff like that, especially here with you know the Air Force bases we had. One of my hobbies. One of my hobbies was building model airplanes and boats and ships and cars and stuff. So we used to go to the dime store and (laughs) get little models, put them together, and you know either race them or some firecrackers <laughs> if they didn't turn out too yeah. good you got that's the firecracker yeah. Yeah. one right yeah the ones that actually ignited and, and went up in flames but we had you know we had a good time as kids and i grew up in new Orleans, and uh then i came to san antonio i was stationed here for at least six years is that what brought you to san antonio was you were stationed here yeah, i was it... stationed here at Manita base back in the day okay back in the in the early uh or the late 90s i'm sorry late 70s okay and then uh then I went to Phoenix area and served over in Phoenix for about five years. Went to a little short stint in Korea. And then I was assigned at England Air Force Base. And then from spent about five years at England Air Force Base and about seven months over at Desert Storm over in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And then when I got back, I got my recruiting assignment and went to Greenville, Texas. Greenville, Texas. Wow. Which is about 50 miles northeast of Dallas. Yeah. So I put about 150 people in the Air Force and gave away about 600 scholarships oh. and just made a difference in the community. Any one come out in your mind, like one that you were like, you know, just pops in your mind? As far as recruits? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've had several several good candidates that that, uh, that put in. One of them was a former employee here, wow. Greg, Greg Davis. You know, I put him in the Air Force. Wow, that's cool. That's pretty, pretty neat. So what brought you to BBG then? I mean, well, you, you saw a lot basically of Basically, it was an op- opportunity uh, to get together with a, a you know, a, a moderate-sized organization. Uh-huh. But I had friends and buddies that worked here, and they said, hey, why don't you apply? And so I did. And, of course, my expertise was in data, database management and, and data uh, pulling. Yeah. And report building. And what, I mean, I guess what... Uh, attracted you i guess other than just the referral was it what we were doing as an organization or did you have any idea of what we did as an organization i I, I knew the blood bank because i i you know gave blood many a time before that at at different uh events so uh but i never thought about being in it at the time Uh, yeah you know but it was a good opportunity because i've always done consulting work and, and been in the data management business and things so it was a good fit for me. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about your job? Just using the great tools that we have. We have really cool tools to, to be able to pull data from anywhere and, and reassemble it and, and make really cool looking reports. Which one's your favorite tool? Your uh, personal favorite? My personal favorite is <laughs> I, I use Alteryx, which explain Alteryx. It's kind of, it's, it's a company that's been around for 20, 30 years or something, but they've fine tuned it to make it a great tool to, you know, basically assemble queries from different languages and, and oh, wow. piece it all together. Yeah. And then I'll put it to wherever you want it to go. You want it to email, you want it to, to, uh, to build a spreadsheet or you want to put it back into a data set, into a database, you can do that. So the languages don't actually have to be the same. This tool kind of merges it, it all together. It merges and then... it all together. And it's, it's very fun because it's not like, you just do the same thing everything's new and different and stuff and there's always a way to to find a solution for a very complex data issue and sometimes it could be as simple as we got some data that has bad rows extra punctuation that don't need to be there in 
<laughs> proper case and, and uppercase and lowercase. And so if you want to clean it up, it's a couple of clicks and a couple of checkboxes. Wow. Voila. Yeah. And so sometimes some data doesn't join up <clears throat> equally when you got mixed case and <clears throat> certain things in another system. You got proper case. So in order to fix it, you have to make both sides equal. Yeah. So that they can join on certain things. So does your mind have to work in a specific type of way? Like when you talk to somebody and they're like, they're like, I need a report, and you're like, you're having to like decipher what it is that they pull, need. Yeah, you have to pull the answer side of them because it's hard. It's hard to read minds. <laughs> <laughs> but but typically, you know, what I do with people when I consult with them is basically saying, what is it you're trying to solve? What is it with this data you specifically need to solve whatever business problem you're trying to solve? And that's usually how I tackle that. You know, you're trying to, you know, you might not know all the particular fields that you might need, but, you know, I can help you with that. What I need to know is what you think it should look like as the end product. Yeah. How do you think serving in the Air Force has, you know, kind of prepared you, I guess, for what you do well, on a day-to-day basis? It's, it's given me the discipline to understand working with different types of people and different mm-hmm. skill sets and to be able to balance uh, under different you know, austere conditions, uh, under combat conditions and everything else. And you can, if you can do that, you can do just about anything. <laughs> yeah. you know? But the idea is usually you didn't have a whole lot to work with and you just made stuff happen. You improvised and, and job done so needed to be resourceful yeah. and then work yeah. with different people and then under under a certain amount of pressure which here we may think it's pressure you've dealt with pressure in a much different climate it's it's, it's it's you know it's one of them where people all have a common sense of urgency mm-hmm. and the sense of urgency in a, in a regular job is very different yeah so it's it's fun and it's exciting but more importantly we we really love helping the community with yeah. saving lives and and helping with helping each other as, as we're like one big family in, in every department. We 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 got friends all over the, the complex and stuff. Yeah. What do you think something about your job that would surprise just the day to day BBG employee? Um, we basically have a large amount of requests that come in and we have to basically say, okay, well, if it's really important that's going to save somebody's life, we'll take that one to the top. Yeah. You know, but if it's something nice to have, it's just put in a routine bucket. Yeah. So, but the but we, we pride ourselves in trying to turn out a quality product as quickly as we can. Yeah. But some of those are a little bit more complex, and you don't always have the bits and pieces that you need at first. You have to go acquire it, make up, or put some kind of interface in place to, to make all the mechanisms happen. Was there one uh, situation where you were like, and that report actually really made a big difference in the way we operated? Well, we, we have one that I built about, going on about seven years now. The inventory and operations report, that's one that looks, I, I've got a report that tells me how many times somebody's looked at something. And, and that's the one that allows people to that's the one that's click. the most used. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's you know, everybody calls it up at the beginning of the day saying what's on hand, how hard do we have to work to catch up, and tells us the levels, what's being shipped out, quantities being imported, yeah. what's being exported. So 
it's a jam pack, but it, it wasn't written in five minutes. It took a long time to build. Wow. And there's several thousand lines of code behind it to make it work. So <laughs> it's not nothing simple on that report. It, it, it just looks simple because it fits on one piece of paper. Yeah. So, you know, just to round out the, the Air Force, uh, you know, what was your rank when you left the Air Force? I was a Master Sergeant. Master Sergeant. And, uh, so where I'm moved to is a large retirement community, and we have about 150 veterans. Wow. And, you know, we've probably got about 60 Air Force guys up there. So yeah. we all have fun together. We, we're playing in a big golf tournament in a couple of weeks. So that's a, a pretty neat. Uh, that's cool. Where's the golf? Is it at Fort Sam? No, no, no. no? We, have a, we have our own golf course. You have your own here. golf course. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So it's, it's right in the center of San Marcos. Are you a big golfer? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been playing for since I was nine years old. So <laughs> wow. I've been playing a long time. And I played throughout my Air Force career, played a lot of golf. So Nice. That's a good way to get out and enjoy the weather, oh, right? It should it's, be beautiful. It's fantastic, but more, I guess, more business decisions get, get done around the golf course than it does just sitting around the dining facility or something. <laughs> well, I, Neil, I want to thank you for your service, but you know, not only to you know BBG, but your service in general. And uh, I, I want to say to all the veterans at Powerbridge Global, thank you for your service, but. Uh, is there anything else that you want to kind of you know comment on or say about your experience here at BBG? No, it's it's wonderful working with wonderful people. It's it's really neat to be able to to get some stuff done and see many of our phlebotomists that work really hard every time we do the employee blood drive. I go and chat with them and yeah. and let them know I'm with the guy at the other end. Yeah, <laughs> you know, putting the data together to give them their their credits and stuff. So want to make sure that you know that everybody gets whatever they were entitled to get yeah you make sure that it, it gets through properly and gets processed timely awesome well thanks neil and uh this concludes this episode of arts of fire thanks for listening oh thank you executive producers of hearts of fire are heather hughes and jay pajinski your director is David King, with technical assistance from Matt Flores. Our logo was designed by Roberto Esquivel. Our host is Adrian Mendoza. If you have an idea for Hearts of Fire, please feel free to email us, heartsoffire at biobridgeglobal.org.